Coming at you live from the Smoky Mountain Ghostbusters headquarters, this is the Mass Turbulence Podcast. Good evening and welcome to the Mass Turbulence Podcast brought to you by the Smoky Mountain Ghostbusters. How are we doing tonight, guys? Doing good. Hello, hello. Looks like we're finally doing our first live stream. I see it streaming on Facebook. Yes, yes. We have it one, works. Right now we have one viewer, <laughs> which is probably me. <laughs> After several false starts, we have finally gotten the uh, live streams working. And we're also live streaming on YouTube tonight as well. So, um, so yeah, apologies this is in advance. a big deal. Apologies in advance for an unedited live, you know, here we go at it. We usually cut out yeah, all the uh, times I mess up, so now that's all we'll be in there. <laughs> well, that means then when we actually air the podcast and I do all the cleanup, I can just take all those things and add them on to the end as uh, blooper reels. Okay. <laughs> but really, I don't know what you're talking about. You don't mess up all that much, Josh. I know. Well, nobody knows that because we take it all out. Well, yeah, but I'm the one that does the editing, and I, I don't have to take out too much. So it, it works out pretty good. So if you uh, want to listen to the Mass Tur- Turbulence podcast, obviously now you can catch us live as we're recording on YouTube and Facebook, but you can uh, hear the podcast that we've cleaned up on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, and just about any other podcast provider out there. And if you happen to have an idea for an episode, we would love to hear from you. And you can email us at smokymntghostbusters at gmail.com or just uh, drop us a message on our Facebook page at Knoxbusters. And it looks like we're going live on YouTube too. I see it. So success. Yeah. Yay. (laughs) Makes me happy considering how many false starts we'd had with this thing. So, uh, pretty excellent. Hey, and we also got Mikey with us tonight, too. He just joined up. How you doing, Mike? And FYI, Mike, we are live and recording, video, everything. (laughs) Surprise. And my dog's about to bark. Gotta hit them. (laughs) Speaking of your dog, I saw your Facebook post today uh, about... uh, about her, and I thought that was really hilarious. But I'm not going to let Matthew, let Matthew know because he would probably offer you double what you're asking. Yeah, well, he I really was, loved your dog. Yeah, I was pretty much up at three thirty this morning dealing with a uh, dog full of anxiety, you know, pacing back and forth in the bed and shaking and trembling and you know, breathing heavy and everything. She just cannot handle a thunderstorm. So it was a Fun three or four hours this morning. Yeah, and she is uh, a big dog too. So a dog pacing back and forth on the bed is obviously uh, yes, yeah, I'm not all a scratched. fun experience. Yeah, I'm all I'm all scratched up. Yeah, she just kept going one side to the other, climbing on top of me, and just yeah, sharp claws, sixty-two pound dog. So yeah, she was not happy. Wow. It's, I think she was possessed by Zool or something. Poor thing. Oh, goodness. Are you the gatekeeper? <laughs> well, she has cosplayed with us a few times. I got the horns. 
know, she's our little terror doll. That's true. That is true. Who do we have here today, John? Well, tonight we actually have a good friend of ours. Uh, His name is Chris Gay, and he's with the New Jersey Ghostbusters. How you doing, Chris? Welcome to the show. Doing great. Glad to be uh, getting our franchise back up and on the road. Well, you said New Jersey Ghostbusters, but apparently there are a bunch of New Jersey Ghostbusters. So do you need to distinguish yourself from the other ones or how many do you have up in New Jersey? So there's about three or four active groups. It's always in flux. Uh, We started back in 2007, took a hiatus about 2016, bringing things back together now, started to bring it back together in 2019 into 2020, but we know how that went. Exactly. So just now actually getting back on the road, back out to events. Uh, We had about 12 to 15 in our chapter and we're the South Jersey part. If you look at our state on the map, we're kind of the dangly bit at the bottom. Makes it easy to find us. Jersey is a, it's not a big state, but there's a lot of traffic. So 100 miles here is a 150 mile drive anywhere else in the summer. You can't turn turn left. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So yeah, we stick towards the bottom part of the state and do team up with the other groups when there's bigger events. Hasn't been anything in the past couple of years, obviously, but hoping to get back to bigger events soon. So with that, have you ever went to conventions before and there'd be like multiple groups there? Or is that something y'all would coordinate ahead of time? Or I'm just curious, would y'all just combine? Typically, if we go to like a Wizard World Con or something up in Philadelphia, the Philadelphia Ghostbusters would be there. There might be groups out of Delaware, Maryland. Uh, those huge cons, yeah, there's always several groups, and it's usually a surprise. <laughs> well, you said you started up in 2007, and that's you know that's a pretty good amount of time before a lot of groups really got started. Uh, what got you the idea to do it, and how did you do your build your equipment? Yeah, that's like one you're like so, one of the OGs out there if yeah. you look at it that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny looking at all the new equipment and all the new packs and thinking, wow, 3D printing that would have been nice when we got started. <laughs> so I worked at Spirit Halloween and Spencer Gifts Corporate Office back in 2007. They have a Halloween costume contest there every year. And, you know, winning a Halloween costume contest at Spirit Halloween headquarters, kind of a big deal. So I went a little bit out of my way. And not only did I build a costume, which was a Home Depot wood pack, electrical boxes, uh, nothing pretty, a junk pack it would have been called back then. I also made my first Ecto, which, again, not pretty. It was PVC, plywood. Uh, It was rough. But we ended up parking that out front by the sign then won the costume contest. Surprise, surprise. And then the local news showed up and everything, it was history from there. Ghostbusters at Spirit Halloween. I wish I had a news clip, but that was kind of a surprise that it got that big that fast. Next thing we knew, we were in the local parades, going to conventions, and people started calling us out of nowhere. Like I said, we started in 2016. Same deal, I mean... um most every one of us had a junk built pack. I mean, I had plywood, electrical boxes. I had a resistor of a microwave. Yep. <laughs> Whatever I could find in the trash or buy loads like you did. Like, but 
it, in the it dark was love. It vaguely resembled. <laughs> yeah. Well, to my well, knowledge, I've I got you guys beat. My first proton pack was an upside down backpack with a string and a <laughs> and a He Man sword attached to it. So there. If you want junk pack, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I bet you have the power. Well, mine oh, was yeah. a card. I had the was power. A, yeah, mine was a cardboard box, two belt straps, and a vacuum cleaner hose. And some crayons. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Now if we're talking about cosplay pack, or we're talking about when I was a kid, I actually had the Kenner pack. That was the closest thing I had. Man, when I, I would have sold a kidney for that. When thing I got back older then. and built my first one. Oh, I had the slime blower too. Um, I spoiled lot rotten little brat. Apparently, when you're an only child, what do you expect? But um, then uh, I had uh, my first pack was built out of MDF, quarter inch MDF. It was heavy. Didn't didn't think about it at first. Like, oh, MDF, it ain't too bad. It'd be easy to build with. No, it was heavy. It probably weighed Ooh. fifty pounds. Yeah, I had but one friend that had the Kenner pack, and my brother actually sent me a. Uh, like a Facebook marketplace thing a few days ago. Did, did you have this? And it's something I've never seen before. It was like a Ghostbusters 2 driving steering wheel or something. Yeah, but it, I guess it came up at the same time as the slime blower pack, but getting off topic. I'll see if I can find that while we're sitting here talking, but I've never seen that before. I was wondering myself, though, if um, I know how we did when we first started out. Um, did you jump in to like get invited out to community charity events or just like mainly like business events or what at first? Yeah, small community charity events. There was a local spa that would do charity days and they had us park out front a couple times. Then uh, there's a community parade every spring called the Doodah Day Parade, which honors comedians of the past. So natural fit. And oh my goodness. If, that, uh, we, if, if our local spas had us out, as uh, as Ghostbusters, my wife would suit up in a heartbeat. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, after wearing a proton pack for a couple you hours, a chair massage is the best thing ever. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the shoulders. I'll right. put that in next year's budget, guys. <laughs> uh, uh, a, a massage therapist for the team. Right at the end of a long convention weekend, definitely worth it. And the first big con we did, it was the National Haunters Convention for haunted houses. We went to that. We set up inside, parked the Ecto in a building. If you haven't driven your Ecto inside of a building yet, it's wild. It's so much fun. Uh, we set up there and all of these haunted house owners out of Maryland, Pennsylvania, Delaware, New Jersey, New York, were like, hey, we could use you in our queue line. And we went crazy after that. We hit up to 50-some events one year, mostly Halloween, October loaded. So much fun. When you go out to those, you're in character the whole time. You don't have to break character. It's a haunt. It's supposed to be spooky and scary and convincing people, yeah, it's that building over there is haunted. They called us out. We're here for real. So much fun. <laughs> yeah, my plan uh, Sunday, if anybody asks, what's the Ghostbusters do? Or Saturday, whichever day I'm at Ripley's, if anybody asks, what's the Ghostbusters doing here on Easter? I'm going to be like, well, I'm waiting for the uh, Ripley's Haunted House to open. Uh, but, you know, just hanging out before. Because it's like, you know, a quarter mile down the road. So I'll bring up my excuse planned yeah, out. So Today we're dropping off. We're not picking up. <laughs> <laughs> so how many members do you all have in your team right now? We have a book group we restarted back up. We have about 
six or eight on the group. Although we, our first outing, it was just myself. I actually ran across another buster from, uh, I think he was from Delaware. He hung out with us for the day. So we're just in the very infancy of getting started back up. So actively one, but we have six to eight theoretical. <laughs> okay. Well, hey, if there's anything that we can do as a group to help you out, let us know, ma'am. We would be more than happy to, you know, help you get your, you know, recruiting uh, word out there. Whatever we can do to help. That's definitely part of it, getting back out, getting on podcast and whatnot, just letting people know, hey, we're here again. We've got events coming up. Uh, right now, I'm actually working on organizing a zombie prom in August. So we'll be at that with a local haunted attraction, which I happen to run. So it's really fun to be able to dovetail Ghostbusters in with the haunt and all the other little side events we do. So a lot of cool things coming up soon. So excited to get back out. Awesome. Let me back up for one second. That toy I was talking about was the uh, the real Ghostbusters Ghost Sweeper. I have never seen that before, and I was like, "That is cool." You, is that like so, the Ghost Chipper from uh, 2016? That's it, what it looks like. <laughs> yeah, look up a uh, Ghost Sweeper, uh, and then yeah, it looks like a. That's what it does. It's like a sweet street sweeper for ghosts. So yeah, it's like a it looks like a wood chipper. <laughs> but so a, that's where they got the idea. I guess so. I've never, <laughs> I've never seen it. I was like, that is different. So anyway, sorry. Back to, we <laughs> can get back to the other thing now. Well, Chris, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, what got you into ghost busting? Like, what was the, what so, was the one thing just that you just like? This is it. This is what I'm, what I love to do. See, as a little kid, I was the one that sat there watching real Ghostbusters in the Kenner Proton Pack every Saturday morning. Uh, and the funny tangent with that is my dad was a firefighter. Now I'm a firefighter, career and volunteer. Best job in the world. Similarities between being a firefighter and a Ghostbuster, it's kind of hilarious. You suit up, the bell goes off, you run out the door. Half the majority of the time, they call it smells and bells. So we're walking around with a thermal camera scanning the room. I've got a four gas detector in the other hand scanning the room, looking for things. Oh, there might be something inside the wall. It's ghost busting for money. <laughs> and it's more dangerous, <laughs> but <laughs> most importantly, do you have to go down a fire pole? We don't have one. Nowadays insurance companies get real iffy on those. I did work at one station that had a slide. That was still kind of fun, oh. but the pole doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, actually, uh, I think it was a couple of years ago, right before COVID, we were doing our annual OSHA Haswhopper training. And I remember talking to uh, our trainer about that. I was like, how do firefighters get away with the pole? Because you know, this breaks a lot of OSHA violations. But uh, sad day. Grandfathering it in. Yep. <laughs> so we're still trying to find us a firehouse and let us go down the pole in our suits. One day. Right. I know of one, but I don't have any control there. So, <laughs> so you said you started out with the real Ghostbusters. What was your favorite episode of all time? Oh, oh, I got hooked early. Probably the kilowatt episode. That was so much fun. Just watching the uh, what was the helicopter? The Ecto three was it? Ecto two. Ecto two. Was the helicopter? Ecto two. Yeah, I was like, oh, there's a whole world to it. Ooh, <laughs> there's more. I think. Yeah, that was a really good thing about the cartoon. It expanded the adventures, told more story. 
And um, I really like that because you got a new, like a new movie every week, pretty much. Yeah, go out. They were able with. to resolve it in twenty eight and twenty two minutes if without commercials. <laughs> well, they're the Ghostbusters. Yeah, a girl I work with told me yesterday. Uh, her her daughter, she has twin daughters, and they, they're seven. And so they've always known they or seen me when she, they come to work, and they've seen the Ecto One. They just know I'm a Ghostbuster. Like they've come to a couple, they've been to a few of the events, and they've seen me as a Ghostbuster, but they never watched it or anything. And the and their mom told me that they've been wanting to watch it because of me. So Sunday, they finally got to watch it. So they watched the first movie. And I was telling her uh, after she told me that, I was like, now they need to watch all the cartoons. You know, get them on the real Ghostbuster cartoons. I mean, they're seven years old. You know, they love the first movie. So I'm like, just keep going with the cartoons. They'll love it. Yeah. See, the cartoons is what started it for me. And I, I think my favorite episode is either The Boogeyman Cometh or Knock Knock from season two. Those are probably my two favorite episodes. Yeah, the, the Boogie- killer wants a good one too. Guy here, I've seen the movie. <laughs> yeah, the Boogeyman Cometh was great. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I remember the Killer Watt episode too, and it was a good episode. Um, for uh, and for and a little shameless plug for one of our other episodes is if you go back, we actually review the entire first season of the Real Ghostbusters. So go back and check that episode out. <laughs> yeah, we're, um, we're going to review the second season at some point. I'm still working my way through them to refresh my memory. That's going to be a long episode. <laughs> yeah, maybe we should do it in parts. Yeah, part you know. First 10 episodes. So, Chris, what, what kind of charities do uh, are you all, are you looking to support? Or do you, have you already got uh, a couple of charities that you work with now? So, in the past, we did a bit with American Cancer Society. Uh, we switched a little bit. Now, we bounce back and forth between local Toys for Tots Drive. And that's seasonal. We, we start with them about October or so. Year-round, though, Doctors Without Borders. Right now, they're doing some amazing work with Ukraine, sending over medical supplies, practitioners, and taking care of the people both in Ukraine and that are evacuating out of the country. So, And plus, their financials are amazing. I think it's 90-some percent goes to the cause, 1% or 2% admin, and then marketing. So every dollar that goes there does a lot. So love that so you, charity. Plus, it's kind of ironic. Doctors without borders, you know. <laughs> so you, different type of. So doctors, I'm assuming but. you just raise the money and donate it to them. They don't send you over another country <laughs> in uniform. No, <laughs> I, I did get offered to go work overseas. I don't have a passport. Plus, I think my new job would probably kill me if I told them I'm going to be gone <laughs> for a month. Uh, but like right now, we're selling our patches on our Facebook page. We have an Etsy as well. We have t-shirts available on our website and anything we make profit off of those we just send right to them electronically that's awesome you have a patch on hand you can show us your logo do and i just dropped it (laughs) awesome (laughs) there it is so we put a video up on our youtube just recently if you've ever been to new jersey there's a major roadway called the garden state parkway and the road sign for that is already it's this shape i mean there's obviously not a ghost in it there's new jersey in the middle so it was kind of natural that okay we're going up and down the parkway to go to events all the time and all these parkway vehicles have a logo on it that kind of looks like the no ghost logo so well it worked out perfectly and gets us a lot of that but not only a double look a triple look of like wait are they with the state (laughs) (laughs) i guess you kind of do work for the government in a way if you're ghostbusters so 
I've had a contract or two. <laughs> <laughs> you don't work for Peacock, do you? Par- well, I can't remember what's that paranormal. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, it's God, from the comic I know books. What you're talking about? <laughs> right. <laughs> there was a weird little parallel back in the IDW books when the I can't remember the name of the group, but the guys with the black SUV came in and started trying to take jobs away from the Ghostbusters. That black SUV looked a whole lot like our old Ecto. Oh, so really? In the back of my head, I'm thinking like, it, it's, I don't think it's us, but it's a tall guy with my haircut and a black Ecto SUV that kind of looks like our... Interesting. Is that, see, was that the, <laughs> is that the group that had, that had Ron and like the, the three ladies with him? Or I think, think of it's his... I think so. Yeah, the guy that's basically and makes, ironically uh, at the time... Vankman seemed like a nice yeah, that guy. Was kind of may have been you. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> so what happened to your black like SUV Ecto? That's a cool looking Ecto. So I have a video working on showing its demise. It parked out front of my house for a while after the group kind of broke up after 2016. took a hiatus. And unfortunately, the tailgate seal along the top of the rear tailgate failed and it filled with water, and I had no idea. So I go out after a rough winter, go to open it up, and it was the swamp of Dagobah oh. inside. Still ran just fine, started right up, but I had to wear a Tyvek suit to uh, hopped in. I drove it down the road to the haunted attraction I run and basically drove through the woods into the cemetery scene and ditched it in there. So it looked great in the cemetery scene that year. <laughs> it was very much the rundown, rusted up Ecto look from some of the art that came out a few years ago. And at the end of that year, we brought it back out of the woods and cut it up for an extrication demonstration for the fire company for fire prevention week that following year in October, which was also Ghostbusters car. We had some skeletons in it with GoPros on and a promo for our haunted walk, plus a way for the Ecto to go out in a blaze of glory. So sad to see it go, but better than going to right to a junkyard. Yeah. You can't park there. Yeah, we, we had one that <laughs> caught fire as we was pulling into uh, the event. And luckily, a guy had a fire extinguisher we got it put out pretty quick, but we pushed it in to the in the, in the building and it stayed there all weekend. <laughs> you know, Knowing it was toast and done, uh, yeah, we had to then push it out after the convention and get it towed away. Had a very close call. We were one of the best things we ever did. It was the New York City Village Halloween Parade. Million some spectators, amazing huge crowds. And during that parade, one of our crew members tossed the proton pack or a spare pack in the back of the truck, and it knocked the ground lug off of the battery that fed the roof rack. So uh, I kind of felt like Scotty during the parade, given it all, like, all I've got to make it, all the lights work, the audio work. But the more juice I gave it on the alternator, the more I smelled a burning smell. And I'm thinking, oh, dear Lord, here we are on TV cameras, million spectators. If this thing catches on fire, oh, my. And you don't want us. I'm giving her all I got, Captain. <laughs> I cannot exactly. give her any more, Captain. <laughs> Other than Dragon Con, if you can ever get it in a huge parade, that is the one to go to. That was an amazing evening. uh, I went to Dragon Con in um, 2019. And first time I'd ever been, last time I've been, of course. But um, it was an amazing parade. I enjoyed it. 
I'm too poor. Yeah, my ecto recently though it was dying on me. It was a it was a crazy thing. I mean, never could, I couldn't figure out why it's dying. It would just run fine, then just stop, and nothing would happen. We try to turn it over. I took it to one shop. They couldn't figure it out. So I finally took it to the dealer, and they said they figured it out. They said, you know, a wire had came loose, like a grounding wire, so you weren't getting power. And so they got it fixed. And this was like a like four days before the St. Patrick's Day parade. And I was like, I don't – I'm not 100% sure if it's fixed or not. So we're still going to put my Jeep in front of it. <laughs> in case it dies, I can put a strap on it and pull it through that parade instead of us pushing it. But then we got 10 inches of snow, and they canceled the parade. But – yeah, I was terrified of that thing breaking down during that parade and having to push it in front of everybody. I think it would have been a better show if we had a whole bunch of Ghostbusters pushing Hector through a parade. Well, well, it'd be just yeah. like the video game from the <laughs> NES. Remember that would be funny. You know, uh, if you watch the uh, the special, uh, I guess I guess I call it the director's cut of Ghostbusters one that came on the new box set. During the mo- they had some alternate footage in the montage, and they actually had a scene where it shows Ecto breaking down, and they're getting out of the car, opening the hood, right there on the on the in the movie. So that was brakes, brake pads, lining, <laughs> steering, steering box. So you mentioned New, yeah, Only you mentioned you know, of course you live close to New York City. Did you get to go up for the premiere? Anything during that uh, the new movie premiere stuff? <sighs> So I found out about that about a day after it happened. And oh, I'm sick Ooh. when I found out I missed it. But oh, well, <laughs> I'll wait 30 years and I'll, I'll be 65, but I'll make the next one. <laughs> oh, that's got to hurt being so close. Well, maybe with yeah, a little it, bit it, of luck, we'll post, get man. another movie before uh, th- the next 30 years. So. I pray so. <laughs> Or a series or something, because I mean, yeah, I'm not no spoilers, but everybody should have seen that movie by now. <laughs> a lot but, of potential. Uh, after the after credit scene, there's got to be something going on. It was know? either that, or it's the there teaser for the video game coming out this year. Nah, it looks good though. Yeah, I don't think that's what it is. I mean, you got to think it's been 30 years, and you see that, and you're like, huh. Something's not right. Yeah, I think that video game's going to flop, but we'll wait and see. You don't want to digress on that. The concept is the concept is cool. I mean, it's kind of like a Dead by Daylight concept, you know, hunter and killer, you know, type thing, or hunter and and and. You yeah, know, I mean, I'll I'll, I'll show up play it and try it out. But the I mean, previous it, games that came out like that it just wasn't my cup of tea. So we'll wait. And I'll see. be honest with you. I have the same concerns well, as you, Josh. That. A Ghostbusters game without a story is, I just think it's going to fall a little flat, but we'll wait and see. Well, I mean, think about it this way. They took away our online mode and didn't give it to us for the remastered of of the video game. I mean, it's practically the same thing, except this time you get to be a ghost. That's the only difference. I mean, there was no story really to the online mode. I mean, it that's what I think of it as. Pretty much, you're catching ghosts online with other people. I mean, it's about the well, same. Well, the whole thing. fun of it is making your own story. Just ain't that right, Chris? Just like you have your story about how your group starts. Yeah, Everything true. goes on. We have our story. The whole thing about it is 
let's make our own story out of it. I can see where I'm I see not sure how it'd feel if it ends up being Fortnite style, but maybe that's what I'm, that's what <laughs> I think it's going to be. That's, I would hope not. I mean, the, I, we'll wait and see. But the, you know, the, the uh, studio yeah. that's produced the game has come out. They're the ones that did that Friday the Thirteenth game and the Predator Hunting Grounds, where it's just yeah, which those are good. Wasn't for me. And I love Predator too. I, I was really excited to play it, and I was just like, eh, it's not my thing. I just don't. Friday the 13th was good until there was a lawsuit and they couldn't work on the game no more. That's what ruined that game. So that's not their fault. Like I said, it's, not, it's just that type of game's not for everybody. And it's not for me. But I'm sure we'll, I'm sure we'll have fun with us playing it together. That'd be kind of, I'm sure that's that could true. be uh, something so, fun we uh, could do. So Chris, tell us a little bit, what, what what's your uh, what's your rig set up? Like what, what kind of pack do you have? So mine goes back to the like 2008, 2009 GB fans days. It is a fiberglass shell. All It was Exo-Ray Electronics, but I'm slowly converting over to more modern. Like it, right now it runs off, well, it used to run off of 12 C-cell batteries, heavy as could be. I just swapped it out. Now it's powered off a of DeWalt drill battery. Amazing. More power, less weight. The uh, thrower was a resin kit, although I just swapped that out for one of the HasLab throwers. And we also ordered two of the HasLab packs, so I have something for new members, rookies, so they have something to wear. And still have a couple of the custom packs. Might be able to kind of see one in the background. Let's see. Scooch around there. We have a... There it is. Very custom super capacitor pack that was really lightweight. At the time, one of our members was kind of tiny and putting a 30-pound pack in a 90-pound person doesn't make a lot of sense. So <laughs> made the custom pack as well. And again, getting into our own custom lore. Oh yeah, this is the battery super capacitor pack that you charge up instead of making its own power. So different options, but it's in flux right now, definitely. Uh, I'm not 26 anymore, so wearing the pack all day, you feel it a little more. Yeah. Than I did at the time back then. <laughs> yeah, I still try to. I still try to Iron Man it. I pay for it, but I like to. Uh, you know, convention starts. I put it on. It doesn't come off until I'm done. But I do lean against it. Mine comes off. I do lean against the car a little bit and kind of take some of the weight off. But I like to try to Iron Man it, which isn't easy because I had to stop today and go get another heating pad to keep at the office for my lower back. <laughs> a lot of times you'll see me standing at the table about like this right here, just like. Leaning down, trying to get the weight off my shoulder. Mine stays on <laughs> until I feel my vertebrae compressing, and then it's kind of a, yeah, I got to get this off. Or I'm going to be, like, unable to move here in the next two hours. I was just lucky that mine's a Studio creation shell, and it's not that heavy. Um, so mine probably weighs about 25 pounds. That's a lot of weight, but if you, if you set the Alice pack, right and adjust the straps right I, I don't feel it that much on my shoulders just, or my back. I just like straight up just being but, Walter Peck and I carry a small briefcase. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way to get around that. Turn this off, gentlemen. Turn all time. these off. <laughs> Shut it down. <laughs> He's been a consummate snowball artist. <laughs> uh, your mother. <laughs> <clears throat> But that was fun. I was there when he dressed up. Yeah, I've done it a few times. That's a that was a definitely a trip. A trip to the jail. They had a the Mandalorian mercs arrest me, and 
they took me mm-hmm. out to uh, I guess they do like a little bounty jail. If you're not familiar with the Mandalorian Mercs, they do their fundraising. Like uh, if you're at a convention, you pay them like a you know, small donation, and they'll go track down the person's convention and arrest you, and bring you back and put you in a little jail cell, and everybody makes fun of you. So yeah, they're, they're good that to me, which is funny. Yeah, they also did it one time to a guy that plays uh, Lewis Tully, and that was hilarious. Uh, he was in character the entire time they were arresting him and walking him through the convention. It was a sight to behold. I think so. Who does your yeah. taxes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, have some. <laughs> yes, have Yes, have some. So y'all got a lot going on coming up, Chris, like a lot of events planned out this year so far? So we did a convention. It was NerdFest. It was our first time out. That was back in February. There's a South Jersey, I think it's GeekFest weekend. We're going to try to make it out to. We had a table at NerdFest. GeekFest is a little further away. So just going to go visit and walk through there. Uh, summer is strange around here because the things get really busy, but it's bigger events. And something strange I've noticed that happened since uh, 2016, a lot of professional costume companies have popped up. They they do princesses and heroes. They don't say it's Marvel characters, but it is. And they've got a lot of contracts with the different venues and local governments around here. So a lot of the places that I used to have an in with and I would send an email and be there in a heartbeat, it seems like they have exclusive agreements with these professional companies now for costume characters. So I'm hitting a couple brick walls on that, which I didn't see coming. That's so. That's interesting. I haven't heard of that happening. So we've got a question from the audience for you, uh, Chris. Uh, what do you guys think about members dressing up as ghost characters? That would be awesome. Seeing like a Scolari brother or even something custom, that would be great. Although one thing I did learn, we cannot do that at a Christmas parade. We tried it once. And the kids will cheer for a Ghostbuster at a Christmas parade. But if there's a ghost at a Christmas parade, oh my God, they cry, they scream, they run. Oh, it is a different crowd of children that go to Christmas parades and Halloween parades. Is it like, what was the, what was the ghost? (laughs) So we know not to do that. Just just a ghost of Christmas past. It was just a real simple uh, ghost mask from Spirit Halloween. He actually had a sign with a chain that said Christmas past to make it real obvious. Oh, they, and they freaked out because I had, I wanted Hey, I was talking about that last please. year when we did a few Christmas parades. I was like, you know, we need to have the ghost from the Christmas Carol and you know go with it. So that was, that was the idea. I mean, I, I just put a Santa hat on Slimer now, and they're okay with that. But cool. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, we had a we had we had got another guy that goes ghost of Christmas future for the win. Yeah, I think if if Christmas past scares a kid, good night Christmas future would absolutely <laughs> put them in the territory of never sleeping again. Yeah, we got about halfway through that parade and we had the ghost hop in the Ecto, take the mask off and just ride with me because we gave up. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder how they would feel about like, you know, the kids would feel like, say, now if it was Slimer in the parade or Stay Puffed. I wonder if that would uh, go over any better. Oh, I I bet that would be fine. Uh, The bright colors make all the difference. Something you recognize. I need to try and do the Grinch this year. Like, have somebody drive Ecto during a parade and I just stretch with the Grinch and put a proton pack on. That'd be kind of funny. <laughs> I think I even made a sign one year. It might have said Grinch Busters for a parade. Put the Grinch face in the logo instead of the no ghost. 
So well, I, I did. I'm not sure many got it. Yeah, but. one year I did put on, it was just a smaller parade. Uh, I got a Grinch mask. And so I did put the Grinch mask on while I was driving the car. So luckily I had my girlfriend in the car with me. I'm like, you've got to keep an eye out because I can only, I've got a very small limited vision looking at these eye holes. So I was like, you know, help keep an eye out, make sure I'm going straight. And nobody's running out in front of the car. So everybody's going to kick out of that. Like, oh, it's a Ghostbuster. Then they like, it's the Grinch. <laughs> yeah, everybody thinks the person driving the Ecto has it easy in a parade. Oh, no, there's some stress. <laughs> yeah, you've got to be constantly focused. you got to you know, make sure kids don't jump out in front of the car. Uh, you got to go that right speed. you got to make sure your guys aren't too far behind. And yeah, it's... It's a little stressful, and you got to wave at people too, and smile, and there's a lot going on. Yeah, but trying to run to catch up with you when I get held behind ain't no fun either. Yep, yeah, I tell you guys, <laughs> stay in front of me. Because well, the thing is, a lot well, of people want to take picture. pictures with you. Can I have a picture? Can I have a picture? Which and I and me, I'm just like, well, yeah, I'll give you a picture. I'm like, I'm here, and then <laughs> I thought. I thought I was going to die at the end of Fun Fest parade. That was such a that was such a hard parade, man. It was hot. That was really hot. Yes, that reminds me. We got to look that up. See when get the date for that. That's a fun parade. It is a fun parade, but I'm driving this year. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll take the risk. We could do both cars again. Like I've got that set up with Stay Puffed and the Terror Dog. That's true. We can do two so, cars. Um, Just have Blevins walk. <laughs> so, wow. so, Chris, I noticed on uh, your all's Facebook page, and I want to give you a big thank you for that, um, where you um, had shared our post about the hashtag Busterverse. And I want to give you a big thank you for that. That was uh, very cool. And uh, just wanted to throw that out there to you, ma'am. Yeah, that, that's huge. I love the concept. I mean, we, we've all seen some toxicity in the fandom and that it, it's a shame when someone doesn't feel comfortable going out and having fun dressing up in a costume. I don't care what the costume is. I don't care who the person is. If you want to go out and have fun and spread some cheer, power to you. And the same thing with a person here that said, if you see our Ecto, it's a safe space. Same with ours. Granted, we're still building it, but once it's built, it'll be a safe space for any buster of any creed love the movement. I will say, you know, you know, going back to just, if you want to dress up, have fun, everything, when you dress as Walter Peck, you get harassed all day long <laughs> by everybody. <laughs> you get insulted, you get hated on, <laughs> arrested. Well, I was going to say, even the actor himself had problems after the movie came you know, out, a whole school bus full of children come by and, yeah, he, yeah. yeah, he really got you know, words. Like, he got some physical altercations and stuff about it. You know, he's not on social media anywhere. Uh, and I've really never seen up. I've seen one other guy do it after me, but I've never seen anybody cosplay as Walter Peck. I never saw any photos of it. I mean, it's probably out there, but I've never seen it. And so after I did that, I took some, you know, I printed I printed out a few pictures and I sent it to his uh, you know fan mail address. And just, you know, you know, told him, I was like, you know, this is pretty awesome. Everybody got a really good cook out of it. And I told him that people harassed me just for fun. I'm sure you got harassed and stuff like that. And uh, he actually wrote me back a really nice letter. I got back there on my dresser. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, I heard William Atherton took a lot of abuse for uh, his role as Walter Peck in real and, life. 
Yeah, and same in Die Hard. You know, he was just a hate, hateable character, and he just did an amazing job playing hateable characters. And you know, some people just can't separate that out. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. There are some actors out there that 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 is just their role in life is to play the villain, and I think that's what he ended up doing. Is um, I'm trying to think. There's a few others out there. I can't think of one right now. It's like I can see him in my mind, but there um, was a Game of Thrones character got played uh, Marin Trant. I mean, you just hate that character so much. I mean, he's just a terrible character. And then I, you know, I ran into the guy to talk to him, and he's like the nicest guy I've ever met in my life. And I, of course, I know that. And I told him, I was like, it's so funny to me sitting here talking to you, having a fun conversation with how much I hated you. <laughs> you know, it's just, oh, I hate you, but you know, this is a character you played. And he's like, oh. but he was a super nice guy. But, oh, I think it was, uh, who was the actor that played Severus Snape in Harry Potter? Oh, it was a, uh, Alan Rickman. Alan yeah, and Rickman. he played, didn't he played in one of the Die Hard movies as the villain, didn't he? Yep, he was the first one. Yeah. Yeah, he was very good at uh, being a villain as well. Um, he also played, uh, <laughs> was it Marvin the Manic Depressed Robot? <laughs> Hitchhiker's Guide? And Hitchhiker's Guide, the guy. Yeah, he was a great actor. It's, he also played the yeah, bring that too. He played a good guy in that one, but yeah, he's hilarious. I think the the one of the actors that's that's recently hit, that has kind of fallen into the uh, being the villain in movies, um, the guy that played in Rogue One, who played um, Krennic. Um, yeah, he he plays the villain in Ready Player One. Uh, he played one of the villains in uh, The Dark Knight Rises. But he's playing uh, a good, well, as, kind of a villain slash good guy now in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So he played the Scroll, uh, Scroll, Scrolls. That's true. He did play Scroll, and and it was so weird for me to see him playing a good guy because I had seen him in so many roles as the villain. It seemed so weird to see him as as a good guy, but. I think it's weird. Right. I think it's weird seeing um, Annie Potts play Nemo on a uh, young Sheldon. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's you know Janine as a grandmother and just her. If you watch Young Sheldon, you'll kind of get the, the gist of it. But she's a you know runs a gambling house in the back of a laundromat. You know, alcoholic type. You know, drink a lot. Just is a hilarious character. Not what I was expecting. Uh, Cause in the big bank theory, Sheldon always defend. Don't you make fun of my meatball? So you just think she's the sweetest lady in the world, which she's not. But anyway, Andy Potts plays her. And so it's just funny seeing her do that character. I wish Andy Potts would actually got to come to uh, Knoxville back in 2015, I believe it was. And uh, she had to cancel that would have been great to got to meet her, got an autograph. Have you all met many, Chris, of the Ghostbusters cast? Met Dan at one of his Frisco Skull vodka signings. That was great. Was that a, was that yeah. a couple of years ago? Oh. Uh, I want to say about 2015 or so. It was oh. kind of when it was first taking off before the lines got huge and crazy. The fun thing was he went out, he pulled all the Ghostbusters into the room with him ahead of the rest of the line for a big press photo op because he knew, oh yeah, you got 20 Ghostbusters here. You got the press here. This would be great. Takes pictures with us. And then he says, okay, I want to need some time with my Ghostbusters and goes to shoo the press people out of the room. Most of them left, except this one guy with the camera. He wanted the picture of the private time. 
And Dan ended up escorting the guy out of the room, like by his shoulder. And we're all just standing there like, oh boy, is Dan like going to be rough and mean? Oh boy, Dan's being mean. I didn't know Dan could be mean. And then as soon as the guy's out of the room, he turns around, my Ghostbusters comes over, hugs everybody. It was amazing. He went out. I want to say it was 2018, 2019 that two guys in our group, I think they drove up to Jersey or someplace in that vicinity. It was Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. And they went to go meet him. But I just happened to have my crystal skull sitting beside me. I'm I'm not sitting here sipping it, but these are the coolest uh Oh, yeah. And I don't drink a lot, but if I do get some vodka, I always get the Crystal Skulls because these are the coolest bottles. I have like two or three empty ones that's just, I want to put like highlighter or something in one day, but I'm not plugging Crystal Skull vodka, but he is, he does, he does go out of his way. Um, Me and my wife and a a friend of mine, we went and saw him in, uh, where was it, St. Louis years ago. He was doing a vodka bottle signing, and like Chris said, he pulls all the Ghostbusters together, tells everybody else pretty much nicely to F off, and uh, sit there. He signed up to three things for each of us and gave us a you know a picture, and uh, at the end of it, he asked, said, did anybody miss getting an autograph or a picture with me? And he was actually late picking his family up from the airport because he literally just, it's a fan service. He's just that nice. Well, I mean, it's kind of like, it's a symbiotic relationship. Nice. You know, Dan made us, and we make Dan in a way. And it's uh, you know, you can't you can't have one without the other. <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, and I think and I think Ernie Hudson is the same way. I mean, he he does love the fans, and yeah, he's um, awesome. Well, before we close out, Chris, do you have anything uh, that you want to say out there before we uh, um, end the episode? Or any uh, standout crazy funny yeah. stories? Yes. I love a good oh, funny story. I, I, I do have one of those. I was at going to Walmart uh, beginning of the month one time, and that's a time when not to get political, but a certain check comes out, so a certain clientele goes out shopping. And this lady came up, flagged me down, like frantically. I'm thinking, oh, what's going on? She's got a problem, health issue, whatever. And she was extremely concerned about the new CVS being built in town because there might have been an Indian burial ground. And as Ghostbusters, we should have known about it. And we have to go to Township Committee and stop the CVS from being built because it's going to be haunted and people are going to die. And I didn't know how to play that because you could see terror in her <laughs> eyes and I was there to save her. And I'm like, oh, dear Lord. Um, well, man, I think I explained to her that, well, as a Ghostbuster, we're actually a company and we need a client to sponsor us. We'll happily represent you, but who's going to sponsor us to go and take care of all this business here? And No job is too big. No fee card. is too big. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she was going to call me back as soon as she found somebody to sponsor us for our hourly rate, which I didn't specify the rate because there isn't one. Oh my gosh. Wow. That was... <laughs> and that CVS is there now. It didn't get stopped. And I don't think I was it's going to say, you need to go and you know, run the PKE major by it just to see, just to make sure. <laughs> now, have you ever went to anybody in the CVS or, and told them that story? You know, by the way, you know, you're in the Indian burial ground and you might be haunted. Here's my card. Some someday when I'm just passing through in costume, I probably should. <laughs> then they'll probably call the cops on you. Yeah. 
the slammer. Right? Well, you, you should have said myself. you only have to worry if Craig T. Nelson shows up. <laughs> yeah, that was that was an experience for sure. Uh, of course, uh, like anyone, we get the "Are you guys for real?" But that was the one time I had someone that was just completely convinced this is real, and you need to take care of this. Yeah, I feel. <laughs> <laughs> It's definitely though. It, yeah. It's a great time to be a Ghostbuster right now. Between everything coming out from HasLab, 3D printing, wow, the things possible with 3D printing, like a death whistle. In fact, you can go on Etsy and get one of these shipped for fifteen bucks. Wow. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it, it is a great time to right be there. a Ghostbuster. You know, I've been um, debating on whether or not to get a regular, uh, regular 3D printer or the resin printer. And I'm kind of leaning toward the resin printer because of that uh, death whistle that John has right there. I've seen it, and I was like, that's pretty awesome. And that's something I think we could maybe make and you know give away to charity auctions or whatever and stuff like that to help raise money for the our charity drives. Yeah. One of my best friends made that for me with his resin printer, and he does all the um, airbrushing and all that stuff. And because uh, and, I could have printed it with my uh, filament printer, but you just don't get that fine detail uh, like you do with resin. That and uh, the same thing in Jonathan. He's listening to our episode, uh, and he uh, he said that about the same time I was getting ready to say that. Resin printers are nice, but get ready for a little bit more of an expense because the resin costs more sometimes than the filament. Uh, not much, but a little bit. And then there are certain ways you can't do it in your house unless you got a vent running outside oh, the window. No, you've got, you, can, you can buy a hood yeah. to go over them, and you should be okay. Because my friend, he keeps his in his house, and he's got a hood that uh, he keeps over his printer um, to keep the... Uh, but does it vent to, like, a window? Because they tell you, like, with resin... Like, it's not really a big deal with the FDM printers. Like, right. I mean, you have, John, where it really, it's it's resin. They highly recommend you vent a pipe out your window. Yeah, they can be quite something Because it's, yeah, that's yes. Good. Yeah, so you that's have to have to know, a way We've to been do thinking that. about putting a, a new shed in the behind the house, which I was going to turn into, have a little workroom or something. That'd be more like, yeah. So now I just need to wait for that. That'd be your best bet. And then run a hose with a vacuum yeah, on it outside. or a fan that you can put right to the back of that printer. And just when you're running it, and it, it'll suck the fumes out. Go to right my neighbor then. without their, because right behind where it would be is at my neighbor's pool. So yeah, blast him all summer. So anyway. Not a bad idea. It's about ready to wrap it up. Anything else you want to say, Chris? We, I, we've kind of taken over. We've, we've been more chitty chatty of, random stuff today <laughs> quite all right hey thanks for having me on anybody in the south jersey area or even surrounding areas because we do travel quite a bit interested in joining up don't need a pack anything like that we have packs we have spare meters we have extra ghost traps hook us up uh nj ghostbusters on facebook or njgb.us that's our website we had a dot org but now it's a chinese food website because they didn't renew it kind of ironic <laughs> with 16 but oh well <laughs> But yeah, feel free to reach out. I'd be happy to have anyone. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks for uh, being on the show. And we uh, look forward to uh, talking with you again. And uh, 
yeah, like he said, if you if you're wanting to if you wanting to go out and help a group uh, with local charities and stuff, you know, not just uh, NJ Ghostbusters, but any Ghostbusters group out there, they are all very willing to help in the community. And if you're if you're looking for something to do that you can help with your community, go and join a, a Ghostbusters group because you'll you'll have a lot of fun doing it, and you'll make make a lot of great friends out there. And, and uh, with that, I would like oh, to do a quick. Ahead. I'd like to do a quick plug here. Speaking of Ghostbusters and charity stuff, so I do. I volunteer at a local cave here in Knoxville. It's called Cherokee Caverns, and we do events uh, to fundraise to help protect the cave, and that's kind of what we do. And we used to show movies in the cave every month or two, and of course, COVID, we had to put that aside. Uh, but starting Saturday, April thirtieth, we are bringing back the movies in the cave. And they will be playing Ghostbusters Afterlife. So if you're in the Knoxville area, look up Cherokee Caverns or go to historiccherokeecaverns.com. And there's 11 a.m. showing, 134, 630, and 9. Uh, it seats about 60 to 80 people per showing. And, of course, you get to go tour the cave, do everything you want to do. I'll be there. Ecto will be there for pictures and stuff. There'll be vendors there to buy food, some other fun stuff. So if you're in the Knoxville area... Uh, come check us out. It's a lot of fun. Actually, all the money we raise goes back into the cave to help preserve it and educate people. And, you know, so Boy Scout groups and kids can come and, and learn about the cave. So that's kind of my little side hobby I do. So let's give them a plug there. If you want to come check us out on Saturday, April 30th. All right, guys. Well, I uh, look forward to our next episode. And thank you to all of the listeners out there that joined us live tonight. Uh, we really appreciate that, and we hope that we're going to be doing this more often. And with that, I bid you all good night, and God Peace. bless, my friends.